Amber Sipe here with Local News Live. It is summer, so of course that means we're spending so much time outside, maybe by the pool, in the yard with the kids. Plus, we're cooking outside. Tons of people firing up the grill all summer long. So today we're going to be talking about all things grilling. We have fun facts, tips, even a new recipe for you to try. First, though, we have to bring in the expert here. Joe Thompson is with us. He's a chef at Crisp Catering. Joe, thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, welcome. Welcome to my kitchen today. <laughs> so excited to be in your kitchen. And before we get into the grilling tips and tricks, I want to know a little bit more about you. So we know you're a chef. So do you do a lot of grilling? We do a lot of grilling. We have a traveling barbecue that we take to a lot of our catering events. Um, we do things for schools, for tournaments, uh, baseball tournaments, soccer tournaments, that kind of thing where we can grill outside. And while you mentioned that, there's uh, a little bit of confusion sometimes for people between grilling and barbecuing. Huh. Uh, so the difference is barbecue, um, if you see it on TV and other things where it's slow smoked and cooked is barbecue, that's over a, a slow flame, maybe probably indirect heat. So the flames aren't directly underneath it. And grilling is actually where the flame is underneath it. So you're getting more of a sear with grilling and you're gonna do maybe a longer longer cook with a barbecue. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that difference. So thank you for uh, for pointing that out. So now you've already shown us you are the expert and uh, I hear you have some grilling fun facts for our segment today. Let's hear them. All right, I have a couple for you. I wanna, first off, <laughs> I wanna talk about cleaning the grill. I'm sure yes. a lot of people have just busted out the grill. It's that time of year. Um, and it's probably doesn't look so great from the last time you used it. And people will get nervous and kind of figure out how to clean it best. And the best way to clean it is you want to get the fire going a little bit, get a little bit of heat. And then you want to actually take a ball of aluminum foil and mm. scrunch it up about the size of a baseball. Um, once the grill's nice and hot, and then you take tongs, your barbecue tongs, and you use that to scrape down the grill. The metal-to-metal uh, -metal contact will actually clean up the grill quite nicely. And if you use those brushes, um, sometimes those will leave little bristles. And depending on what you're cooking, the bristle would not taste very good or it might even hurt your mouth a little bit. So you can use aluminum foil. You can actually use a potato, cut it in half and put the white part down on the grill and do that. You can also do it with an onion. So those are three options to clean your grill up depending on hopefully you have at least one of those three at your house when you're ready to fire it up. Yeah, huh, that's pretty interesting. All good ideas because I have heard, you know, of those those bristles of those brushes breaking off and uh, getting into food. So those sound like some safer alternatives. That's good. Now, I know a lot of people are planning to uh, fire up the grill for 4th of July. It's right around the corner. For someone who wants to show off to their family and uh, really, really cook up a good meal, do you have some tips for them? I do. I'm going to give you a little recipe that we can do. Um, first off, the number one item, if you're having people over and you want to figure out what the best thing to cook is, number one item for grilling or barbecuing is a hamburger or, of course, cheeseburger or anything else you want. Next is hot dog. Third is actually steaks, So, um, which are my personal favorite. And then fourth is chicken. And then everything kind of goes down the list from there. But since hot dogs or hamburgers are number one, I'm going to hit the hamburger right now and give you a little fun recipe and a um, try maybe try some different things that you're not used to trying impress the people that are coming over yeah that sounds awesome and it looks like uh well it looks like we lost your video for a second here is it going to come back for us 
Yeah, hold on one second. <laughs> okay. Um, and while while we uh, get the video situated, there, there we go. go. We're back. Uh, so while we get that video situated, um, which we got you. Uh, so it looks like you got some pork rinds in there. That's not always something you see in a hamburger. Right. We're going to try something different. We're going to do a small batch. It's a Southern Rusty small batch pork rind. And we're going to use it as, as kind of a binder or breadcrumb, as most people would use it. Um, the reason I like to use the pork rinds is a lot of protein, low carb, and a lot of people are very keto orientated now, and these are keto friendly. And a pork rind is actually exactly what people think it is. It's actually fried pig skin. So uh -huh. it's, and it's delicious. So, um, so what I'm going to do is start with uh, ground hamburger. And you can do a mixture of this. You can do ground beef, ground pork, however you like the meat part of it. And then actually these are ground pork rinds. And again, as I said, these are gonna be the binder. I'm using the kind here that is uh, uh, cilantro lime. So I'm getting a little bit of an interesting flavor in that. So I'm gonna put that in as my binder. I'm not worried about making it completely crushed. There's a, it's okay if there's a couple pieces, the moisture in the meat will break those down. So. Um, a little bit of Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Never know how to say that word either. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit of salt and pepper. And one egg. Okay. okay. Now, one thing that I like to do to keep my burgers nice and juicy is I like to add a little bit of barbecue sauce to my actual mix. Okay. So now I've got that there. I'm going to break it up with my hands. Um, now, the way I found these pork rinds is they're in some of our local stores, Safeway, Meyer, Food Lion, H-E-B. Um, but what I started looking around was for something unique to put in hamburgers. And I found these pork rinds and I tried out a couple of them and I'm like, wow, that does really make a difference. And I am trying to lose weight a little bit right now. So the keto and high protein, low carb really was something that attracted me to it. So yeah. once you get everything mixed up, you take your burger and it depends on what size you want to go. I'm going to go about a six or seven ounce burger. Um, I find that most people can eat that size. If you get all the way to a half pound, it gets pretty large. So what you want to do is again, make it in the size of a baseball, maybe a little bit smaller. And then you want to push, push in together really tight, really get it all tight and compacted in there. And then put it in the ball of your hand, the palm of your hand. And all you're going to do is push down. And you're just going to rotate it to make it round. And as you're pushing, you'll notice that there's some areas that are a little flatter and some that are a little thicker. You just use your fingers here to, to make it work till you get the exact size that you're looking for. Okay. And then you can put it down on a plate and you make it with the rest of them. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a great way to do it. And I always like to embellish a little bit of my recipes and do something a little bit. As I said, not only are the pork rinds unique, but I like to use wasabi horseradish in my barbecue sauce. So I get a little bit of heat. Um, so I put that in the barbecue sauce that I have left over and then I'll just mix that up and it'll go right on my burger. And I did a little finished product here for you. Oh wow! Um, and I've got this burger. So it's got pork rinds, lettuce, bacon, provolone cheese. And then I did pork rinds on the side. Um, it's hard to do French fries and all those types of things when you go at home. So I like something that's got a little crunch to it and the pork rinds work perfect with the burger. So this is what we're doing at my house on 4th of July. 
Yeah, that looks phenomenal. I might have to try that out myself. So I do have a few recipe questions here. So you said you like yep. the cilantro lime pork rinds. Are there any other flavors that you found are really, really good? Just in case, you know, that one's out of stock if someone goes and looks. Right. Um, they have a kimchi, which kind of got that Asian flavor, which is really good. And they've got a spicy dill pickle, which dill pickle right now is the hot, is the hot rage. And what I found in looking at this, and I did a little research when I bought them, because I always want to know what a little bit about the company. It's a very small company, which I really like, especially mm -hmm. the, now with everything going on, you really want to support those small companies. Um, but they're actually doing a really cool summer contest. Um, it's called the Long Haul for the Summer. And you can go on to their Instagram page um, or you can go to uh, the website, which is southernrecipesmallbatchcontest.com and follow the rules there. And if you win, you get 1500 bucks in cold, hard cash and a year supply of pork rinds, oh. which for me, for me, that's, that's pretty good. So yeah. um, I really got excited when I, when I saw their site, they have tons of recipes, a lot of information on about, about pork rinds and how they make them and go through the whole process. So I was pretty excited about that. And it worked out to be a great addition to my hamburgers. Yeah, with uh, that many pork rinds, you can eat a lot of burgers, that's for sure. Um, I do have another burger question for you. So I always find myself, whenever I cook a burger, I find myself guessing on like how long it needs to be cooked. Um, you know, I like my burgers medium, medium rare. How long do you think, you know, per side, those burgers need to be cooked right there? Because they were pretty thick, you know, they're pretty big. They got a lot of stuff in them. Um, so how long do you recommend cooking those for? Well, the, the main thing you want to look at is the middle it is usually the thickest when people make the patties. So what I do is I actually put a little indent into the middle for a couple of reasons. One is if it's a thinner burger, when you put it on and you go to turn it, you'll realize it's kind of turned into a little bit of a, of a pancake that's kind of upside down. So if you put that hole in, it'll cook more evenly. And that's also the last place that'll cook. So if you put that indentation there, you can get a little bit of heat in the middle to cook from the middle out, not just from the outside in. So that really helps. But depending on how thick your burgers are, you could go six minutes aside, maybe. Um, and uh, don't smash them down. Whatever you do, I know people are big on smash burgers right now. But if you're looking for a juicy hamburger, you just want to do a few turns, maybe uh, four minutes, turn it a quarter of a turn so you get those nice grill marks on it. Flip it over after that, four minutes, four minutes, and you'll be all done. It'll be nice and juicy and it won't get uh, get your bun all soggy, which will be really nice. Yeah, those are some uh, great burger tips, that's for sure. Well, we've loved every part of this from the recipe to the tips and tricks. If anyone's interested in uh, finding more recipes, I know you mentioned the uh, um, Southern Batch, Southern Small Southern Batch, I'm sorry if I'm- <laughs> Southern <laughs> Recipe Small Batch Contest. Southern Recipe Small Batch. Um, are there any websites or place, social media pages that people can go for more information as far as uh, cooking or, or recipes or anything like that? And I think we launched a video. Where, okay, we're back with the video back. again. <laughs> um, yeah, um, any, any social media or website pages we can go to? Well, we have Crisp Catering that has recipes all over it. So we have our crispcatering.com. We have, uh, of course, Twitter and Instagram for us. And then uh, Southern Recipe Small Batch also has Instagram and Twitter. Facebook. So you can definitely get recipes there. Um, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, the wasabi horseradish and the barbecue sauce. Most people wouldn't think that sounds good together, but you get some sweetness from the barbecue sauce. You get a little bit of heat and then you get a little bit of an Asian flavor in the wasabi, which is really the Asian and Hispanic flavors right now are really popular. 
Um, so it really does, it really does the burger a little different, which is really kind of nice. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, I personally cannot wait to try out the uh, burger recipe. Uh, we really appreciate it and we hope you enjoy your uh, summer grilling. Thanks, you as well. Let us know how it goes. Of course.